game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. A suffocating performance by the Los Angeles Kings tonight, and they score a 3-1 win over the Edmonton Oilers. Trevor Moore gets a hat trick. He scores one in each period tonight. Zach Hyman has the only goal for the Oilers. The shots on goal were 32-23 for the LA Kings. The shot attempts, when you factor in shots that went wide and shots that were blocked, were 61-47 for the Oilers. The Kings blocked 29 shots tonight as uh, they definitely stuck to their style throughout most of this game. They got an early lead and checked and didn't give up a lot and were very aggressive on the Oilers' top players, and that gets them a win tonight. And uh, Rogers' place has uh, not been a good location for the Oilers so far this season. They are just 4-6 and six at home, now 9-8 and eight on the season. Here's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. And, uh... You know, um, when we see our, our captain take a hit like that, uh, a teammate stepped up and, and uh, you know, took care of things. So, yeah, questionable hit. It seemed to inject quite a bit of emotion into the game and it carried through right to the end of the game. Yeah. Did, did you notice that affect your group at all, or what do you think that, that did you? No, I thought it was a, it was a hard-fought divisional game between uh, two teams that played a playoff series last year, so there's, you know, a lot of history there and, and whatnot, and it was a hard-fought game, and uh, we ended up on the wrong side of it. When you play a team that has that kind of structure and wants to play that defensive game, one of the ways to get them out of it is to score first and make them chase you. Yeah. The team hadn't been starting very good for a long time here. Is that be becoming a bit of a problem? Um, I would say, you know, we're not happy with not scoring the first goal. Um, we made a mistake on on uh, the goal, and it ended up in the back of our net in the first period. That allowed them to kind of sit back and and try and um, you know dare us into turning pucks over and whatnot. I thought we did a good job of sticking with things and and uh, making a game of it. I think if you go and you look at the shots on net, like just the the shots on net. I think the chances are pretty comparable. Uh, the shots on net in, in that first, uh, you know, they, they were what they were. But, you know, not scoring first is uh, not something that uh, we set out to do. We got we to gotta find a way to fix that. Specific to some of the things that, you know, you were talking about over the, over the last few days, what you needed to improve on, did you see some of that in this? Like well, yeah, I thought it was a 2-1 game right. played between two competitive teams. Um, in the end, you know, we made one more mistake than they did, and, um, you know, we weren't uh, coming out on the right side of stuff because of it. Um, and we were unable to uh, generate enough in order to combat being down 2-1 heading into the third period. I thought we had chances, but um, in the end, we didn't get it done. But it was a competitive game. You're asking about the stuff we worked on this week. It was a 2-1 game, and, and uh, in the end, it's a game of mistakes, and you, we made one more than they did today. 
much uh, different did you feel that Kings team was with the injection of, say, Dowdy and Arvidsson that you didn't get to face in the playoffs last year? Yeah, well, I mean, we faced them in the regular season as well, uh, especially down the stretch when uh, Dave and I came up for Bakersfield. So, you know, they, they had the experience of uh, playing against us and what we were about. They're a different team. They've added some pieces. We're a different team uh, than we were last year as well. Uh, we have some new people um, in the end. Um, to one game, we made one more mistake than they did, and uh, it ended up costing us. What did you think of like that after that hit? McDavid seemed to be really engaged and, and playing physically, yeah. physical in that King series. What did you think about his personal response to to the hit and, and the way that he kind of carried forward? In the yeah, I think Connor is a very uh, uh, hard hockey player. He plays the game hard. He doesn't get enough credit for how hard of a player he is. Uh, and he has a measure of physicality about him. A lot of times that just shows up in 50-50 puck battles that he comes away with the puck. Um, but I, you know, I, I've seen him as he's grown into, um, you know, his mid-20s here as adding a little physical element to his game. And, you know, he's not intimidated by anybody. Your, your goaltender tonight? Uh, yeah, he gave us a chance to win. He was very good. And again, I, I keep going back. It's a 2-1 game, you know, with an empty netter to make it 3-1. But Stu uh, gave us a chance to win that game tonight. Good. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after a 3-1 loss to the Los Angeles Kings tonight at Rogers Place. Rob, as we jumped into that, he was just being asked about the Alex Edler hit on Connor McDavid early in the second period. He called it a questionable hit. I mean, it was obviously an illegal hit because he got a penalty on the play. Just your thoughts on that, maybe that type of play in hockey in general, and plus how the Oilers responded to it. Well, obviously, that that's not a play that you want in hockey. That, uh, I mean... He's a big man, Edler, 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, uh, I mean, that, that could end a guy's season. It could end a guy's career. It could change a guy's career. Uh, you just don't stick your knee out. And not it's not always with intent when players do it. Sometimes it is instinctive or reflective. Uh, but still, it's something that shouldn't be part of hockey. To me, every time someone does that, I mean, it, it's an automatic game suspension at, at least. So it was wrong. I like the response by the Oilers. Uh, Nurse going after him. You know what? I'll give up a power play and go after him there. I like the fact that every time Connor had a chance to hit him after that, he did. Uh, and he, he was frustrated. He, he took the team off a power play with a cross jack. But uh, again, this is game 17 of an 82-game season plus playoffs. you got to make sure you send a message to teams that that's not acceptable. And it isn't acceptable. And I, I would hope that the league will take a look at it. And Edler was suspended in uh, in 2021 in the 56-game All-Canadian season for a knee hit against Zach Hyman, then of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and Hyman was uh, hurt on that play as well. Uh, frustrating night. I mean, there's not a lot of action in the game. You didn't get to see the Oilers' stars really crank it up too much. Dreisaitl's 11-game point streak comes to an end. McDavid's 10-game point streak comes to an end. L.A., played very well they really committed to their style they really sat back I mean they got an early goal and again that's I mean is it even worth talking about anymore how poorly the Oilers <laughs> start games the, the Kings got an early goal and and you really saw they said okay yeah we're you know five guys on our side of center you got to get the man and the puck through all of us well it, the thing with the LA Kings they had a game plan 
in place for last year's playoffs. They have a coach that has coached the star players of the Edmonton Oilers. So when they went into today's game, they didn't have to really look at a whole lot of video. They knew exactly how they're supposed to play against Hills. They took them to game seven last year. Yep. That was without Arvidsson, without Doughty, without Fiala. So they have a way, they feel that they have a chance to play against the Edmonton Oilers. Tonight they came out and did played it to perfection. Now one of the ways you do that is you get the lead because it's hard to sit back in the neutral zone without a forecheck if you're losing one nothing. So they got the lead, then allowed them to play the game that they wanted to, and uh, they played it well. Uh, but the biggest thing for me for the LA Kings playing today, and, and you, you touched on it with the shot attempts, is the, the LA Kings play with absolute desperation in their own zone. They blocked everything. 16 blocks in the first period. Yeah. Uh, to, I think Seven on Bouchard, which is... Uh, he, which, and, and he had more as the game went on because he got them blocked in the third period as well. And then there was another one that... Sh uh, with I don't know how many minutes to go in the game five minutes Leon makes a really nice play coming I believe it was Kulak coming in far side and I think it was Arvidsson made a kick save like the pucks hurt like seriously pucks hurt when you block them and there was no thought of uh, of, of injury or, 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 or pain or anything for these the LA Kings players they put their body in front of every shot to beat a skilled team you got to take away their their attributes take away their strengths and the other strengths are their offensive players and they took them away by making sure that every time they got the puck they were a check was finished and every time they got the puck there was a body between them and the passing lane and them and the goalie the LA Kings did a really nice job again one this was a one-shot game a, a one bounce game the LA Kings got that bounce but I do believe they deserved it the way they came in and played they played their game better than the Edmonton Oilers played their game and that's why they got two points and the others got none. Yeah, Bouchard had three shots on goal, two wide, and eight blocked, seven of which were in the first period, which is uh, crazy as the Oilers lose 3-1 to the LA Kings. So how do the Oilers, they're not going to have Kane for a while. Nope. So that's uh, a good offensive player out of the lineup, mm -hmm. a good special teams. Oddly enough, Kane actually kills penalties more than he's on the power play. Mm -hmm. And obviously an incredibly physical player yes. out of the lineup because if I mean, he would have tried to, obviously, he would have loved this type of game, <laughs> quite, yeah. quite frankly. So you're not getting him back. Uh, you know, Yamamoto's going to come back at some point. But teams, this is how teams are going to try to play. Yep. And they're probably going to dare the Oilers' bottom six to beat them, which they can't do on most nights. Mm -hmm. I mean, I thought a couple guys had decent games, but they still don't score. So how do the Oilers fight through this style of game? Because I think we're going to see it more often. Well, you are and you aren't. It depends on who you play. There's certain teams that can play this style. The, Las Vegas is coming in. Vegas plays a, a game similar to this, although Vegas has a couple better offensive players than L.A. And Jack Eichel and Mark Stone. When the Oilers play teams like New Jersey or, or teams of that ilk, they, they don't play this style. It's whoever... The, the, certain teams have an identity. This is the L.A. Kings' identity. Teams also pre-scout to, to beat the Oilers. You don't get into a track meet because you usually aren't going to end up on the positive side. The Oilers, if you're going to trade chances, the Oilers have guys that can finish better than any other player, player in the National Hockey League. I think the Oilers got better at times during the game of understanding to get pucks in deep. Connor and Leon dumped the pucks in deep because they knew that's where they could beat the LA Kings. LA had five guys in the neutral zone. 
they wanted the Edmonton Oilers to try to beat them in the neutral zone. Stick handle. And if when one of us, eventually one of us is going to knock the puck off your stick. Might, you might be their first guy or second guy, but a third guy is going to be there. But when the Oilers dump pucks in deep and then fought down in the in the offensive zone, that's when they got their chances. That's when they created their opportunities. They got to do more of that. To me, the Oilers' most effective line in this game tonight was the Anmark line, and they had a very simplified game. Get pucks in deep, physical drive to the net and they had a couple good chances it's our quick change for jiffy loop keeping you moving to and from the game visit your local jiffy loop today kings beat the oilers 3-1 the uh power play story tonight the oilers only had about a minute on the power play because mcdavid took a penalty uh that negated a power play the kings go 0 for 3 they did score a goal just as another penalty to mcdavid expired so and the Oilers were were 0 for 1. O overall what was this um I was gonna say well officiated, but I, I think I need a more nuanced was this an appropriately officiated game? Maybe better than well officiated. And I'm not talking about just leaning towards one team or the other. I I I, I thought it was a fairly uh officiated game. I think both teams will find things that should have been called, and they'll both teams will find things that well, wait a second. You 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 can't you can't make that call. I think that the the referees allowed a few things to go, which increase the intensity level the anger level and that's where silly things happen they both i mean there's two questionable hits at the end of the first period there's stick swinging between dry settle and arvidson uh things like that that if you call those and send players off then all of a sudden the tempers come down because players don't want to take that dumb penalty and for the edmonton oilers they're better in games that there's lots of penalties called because they have a better power play than most teams, if not all teams in the NHL. So I, yeah, it, to me, the referees, a, a good reason why the, this game got to the the anger level that it did was because of call missed calls or non-calls that the referee calls. I don't think they favored one team or the other. I just think they let things go to the point that players were getting frustrated and they eventually right. took it out on their own. And that's why, that's what I, that's a good answer. That's why I searched for another word and said appropriately. Yeah. Because part of the job of being a referee is also not just rule violations, but s safety. Yes. That's yeah. it, to me, that should be their first okay, you, priority. You guys yeah. swung your sticks at each other's upper arms. I'm going to penalize that because I'm afraid next time you're going to swing it at each other's heads yeah. if I if I don't step in right now. So no, I, so there was, and it, it's weird. That, and you and I have talked about it a lot. For for me, a referee. The calls that you, you make are the ones that where an injury could be occurred and a goal-scoring chance taken away. If you take everything else out, no other penalty called, I'll be fine if you just call those ones because those are the ones that really matter. And sometimes we see in games where those are allowed to go on and then ones that had nothing to do with the play, that had no effect on the play, get called instead. That I don't like seeing. Call the ones that are important, and then we, we can forget about the ones that you missed that really have no influence on the game. All right, Oilers fall 3-1 to the Kings. We do have a winner tonight, and it is Colin, who gets a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. Excitement bet on it. He took the under for Drew Doughty's ice time. I set the lineup at 26.30. He played 25.30. So Colin gets the River Creek Resort and Casino gift card. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We have KJ from Calgary calling in tonight. KJ, you're on with Rob and Reed. Go ahead. Hey, uh, uh, Reed, Rob. Like mean, I totally like me like when I only listen to 630 Shed. And but you want the, uh, the fact that uh, the Oilers like mean okay, Darnell Nurse stood up for Connor. 
And the fact that, like, I mean, I'm 5'11", 175. I would have gone after Elder. 6'3", 6'4". I don't care what weight he is. Like, I mean, you go after, like, I mean, the best player in the league. Like, I mean, even the best player in your team. I was, uh, like, I mean, this, is, this team needs more truculence. Yeah. As, uh, you know, we've heard from, you know, other GMs in the league. Yeah, well, I, th I think Rob said it. And neither one of us has a problem with Nurse's response or whoever would have done it on the ice, for sure. I even argued, and thanks for calling, KJ, I even argued after the second period that in that situation, I'd still like to see the team that committed the original foul get an extra penalty. I know you don't agree with me, Rob, but, uh, <laughs> well, I, but you know, Nurse, I, you know, KJ was saying, you know, he's he's smaller than Edler. Most people are. Yeah, Edler's a big house. man. Yeah, Edler's uh, a big man. But I would think if even if it would have been, uh, you know, Kyler Yamamoto and... Uh, four Adam players on the ice they probably would have gone after <laughs> uh, after Edler on that play but I, I think his his over and we talk about this too the Oilers overall toughness I mean I often say they need more beef or you know, or, or, or whatever um, you know are, are they lacking that I, I don't think overall? they are I honestly don't think they are I think the Oilers have a tougher team than the the LA Kings I really do. I, the others, the, the difference between most teams in the NHL, most team star players are are not known for physicality and um, they're they're skilled. And most skilled players throughout the history of hockey were, I'm not sure the word softer is the right one, but they that's not what they're there for. And they stay in their own zone. Connor and Leon are the, the two best players in the National Hockey League, and I, and I, I, I continue to, to make the point, they give more than they get. Uh, Connor, that was a, a dirty hit. But Connor made sure that he made Edler pay every time after that. When Connor gets angry, he runs, guys. Mm -hmm. And because of his skating ability, his uh, he, the way he has he doesn't get knocked out. So when he hits someone, he hits them hard. Like Jeremy Roenick was one of the best hitters I ever saw. And he wasn't very big, just a little bit bigger than me. But he hit hard because he was so sturdy on his feet. And that's what Connor's like. Leon Dreisaitl gives more than he ever gets. So the Oilers are physical up front. When they got Hyman is a physical guy. Uh, Kane, when he's in the lineup. Nurse is in the lineup. No, the Oilers are not physical in their own zone. They're not physical in front of their own net. But when it comes to up front, the Oilers are, this is not a tough league anymore. You don't need fighters on your team. You don't need two guys sitting on the bench playing four minutes a night to go out there and either knock someone out or, or run them through the boards. That's not what's part of the hockey, the part of the game anymore. Uh, but as far as players that are tough by make, taking hits to make plays, finishing, things like that, the Oilers are tough enough that way. And I don't think they need anyone else. And when Kane is in the lineup, I think the Oilers have an advantage physically over just about any team in the National Hockey League. Well, but they won't have that for no, they half won't. the season. No, they won't, but I, I don't think it... Uh, no, teams don't... You, you can't take advantage of teams like they did before. The referees make sure of that. The league makes sure of that. So I don't think teams are going to say, okay, Evander's not in the lineup. Let's run Connor and Leon tonight. That's not going to happen. Even in the game tonight, the, there was the hit by Edler. How many other times did Connor and Leon get knocked over? How many times did someone run them? It just doesn't happen in the league anymore. First of all, you can't knock well, the, Leon but the, over. But the Kings were uh, physical on them when we're playing close on them. They're playing close and on them. And they got tossed down a couple of times. Uh, down, I don't down remember. Low. 
I, I don't recall. Oh, I do. I remember oh, getting hit. Settled, when got I'm getting hit behind the net. Yeah, you got tied up with a guy and kind of got. It was like a half tackle. A half. Sure. <laughs> I, they got taken sorry, down. Sorry, I, I do not see any team being physical on those players. I don't. And I don't. There's not a single team in the NHL that's going to come well, in and say sure, Evander sure Kane. Sure they were tonight. They were right up in McDavid's and Drysdale's faces all night. I disagree. 100. percent Well, you just said we were. They, they were taking. They were on them and checking them all they night. They were checked. I, I didn't say they were on them and checking them all night. Well. The, that's the whole theme of what we're talking about is how the Kings played. I said they played a very defensive style. I didn't right. say they were physical. I didn't say that at all. Never came out of my mouth that they were physical. Well, they were. If you think so, I don't. Well, I know they were. I watched the game. Okay. I disagree. I mean, they knocked. I, they thought, knocked, I thought the Oilers were more down. physical. Dreisler got knocked down a couple times. I thought the, the Oilers were more physical. Down a couple times. I disagree. I, the Oilers were a much more physical team than the LA Kings. Well, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Rob. I mean, I, I really don't. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine with that. 780-496-0063. You'll hear from McDavid when we get back. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Doughty will get just crushed by Hyman as he cleared it out. And the Kings go offside at the Oiler blue line as Zach Hyman steamrolled Drew Doughty in the right wing corner and the crowd reacts to it. All right, Zach Hyman hey, provides the crunch of the game for Cougar Payton Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years and counting. Zach Hyman also provided the Oilers only goal of the game as the Los Angeles Kings win it 3-1. Trevor Moore got a half Patrick. Uh, so doesn't ben, he score against the Oilers ben, every time? I'm not sure. He's pretty good against the Oilers. Ben has a hat trick. So the Oilers have given up four hat tricks this year. Ben Svechnikov twice and more. Yeah, you're right. I think it's four. I don't, yeah. I don't think four I'm for anybody. sure. At least. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm missing anybody. Well, because some, game, some games they won, they didn't give so up. So the 25 percent of the games the Oilers have played, the guy's got a hat trick against them. That's pretty amazing. And what? McDavid's got two. And Kane's got one. Oh, it can go. Yeah. Yes. Actually, does McDavid have two, or was they given? I thought he had two. I think yeah, he has I think two. McDavid so has there's two. been seven hat tricks in, in the in 17 games, games already. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder what the most. I'd like to look this up. I wonder what the most hat tricks scored against a team is in a season. It's probably those Capitals teams in the 70s. <laughs> I was going to say that. that they're or the like Oakland Seals. Minus 200 goal differential or whatever it was. Okay, Oilers lose 3-1. Kings are doing well. They're 11-7-1. The Oilers are 9-8. Uh, they have not. Well, they had a five-game winning streak at one point, but uh, haven't really been rolling otherwise. 780-496-0063. Goalie Greg is on the line. Double G, go ahead. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Good. I'm glad you guys are getting along again now after the break, so that's good. So We always get um, along. <laughs> the man, it looked like all the LA players were wearing goalie gear out there today with all those block shots. That was actually pretty impressive. Um, but I just want to give some love to Costin tonight because he, he, I thought he played a good game. But um, I did hear what you say about the, the knee-on-knee suspension thing there. So I'm just wondering what you guys think, and I want your opinion on this, because if they want to get that stuff out of the game, like, you know, like the board, and the headshots and all that kind of stuff. Do you not think that maybe like the knee on knees hits and stuff like that should be maybe a five minute major um, that's reviewable, um, just like you do with most major penalties? Because that will definitely take a lot of that out of there. So I just want your guys' opinion on that. Like, well, well, they are able to give a five minute major for, for and knee. And I think if McDavid would have been injured, then it probably would have been. I agree 100%. To me, though, I, I, I believe and I hope that the NHL will look at this and 
I, I have, I've only seen it for up in the press box, and they only showed one replay. It wasn't a great one. Uh, but I have no problem with a suspension being given there. It That can end a guy's season. That can end a guy's career. Uh, it, there's no need for it. And I, I don't know if uh, there have been players in the National Hockey League over the years that did it with intent, that went out there to actually try to hurt the opposition players. I don't think Edler is trying to hurt McDavid. But if you get suspended once or twice for it, hopefully that stops you from doing it. it, it it's too dangerous. It's just too dangerous that, uh, to me, yeah, I would have the NHL look at that. And I, on first look, I would suspend Edler for that play. Well, and he has a history, right? Yep. So that that might not go in his favor here. If that's the first time it happens, they might say, okay, well, that's, that's fine, or, you know, you got a penalty. But, but, yeah, and I just checked. There doesn't have to be an injury involved for them to give a major penalty for knee. But normally that's... But normally yeah. they kind of would, would go by that. And, uh, yeah, and you could, the refs were right on there, right on it at full speed. You could yep. see the, the, a guy put his arm up, which is one of the few times they raised their arms tonight, <laughs> as we were, uh, we were talking about. Okay, uh, Oilers fall 3-1. Let's go down to the dressing room. Here's Captain Connor McDavid. It happened fast, but I don't know if you could just kind of walk us through what you saw and then more importantly, I guess, what you felt. Uh, I don't really have anything to yeah. add. That's all. Thanks. Game, Connor. Yep. What do you think happened in this game tonight? Uh, maybe another one of those ones where you were chasing it a little bit earlier, didn't have what you needed in the early going? Yeah, I mean, we know these guys well. Um, and that kind of game script just fit right into into their game. You know, obviously, they score early, and you know, they kind of just sit back. and um, Yeah, and kind of just hold on. Um, you know, obviously, we would like to get off to a better start, but um, yeah. That hit seemed to inject a lot of emotion into the game, both on your guys' side, their side. It seemed to continue through the rest of the game. How do you think you guys kind of handled that and, and managed that? Um, yeah, you know, I thought uh, it was more of a game. Um, lots, of, lots of talking going on back and forth. And um, yeah, I thought you guys, you know, handled, handled it fine. Block shots. I don't know the final number, but they blocked a lot of shots. Were you kind of sensing that out there? It was tough to to get pucks through. For sure, for sure. You know, kind of from the first the first minute, it felt like uh, they were getting in front of it, in front of everything. You know, credit to them. They uh, they did a lot well tonight defensively. Do you see it as very similar to the style of the of the playoff series? That's the game they want to play. Um, we knew that. Um, they want to sit back and um, you know, kind of just uh, be above guys all the time and. You know, there's nothing new. You know, they didn't uh, they didn't come out and surprise with anything. And um, you know, sometimes that's just the way the, the game script goes. It just kind of went uh, exactly how uh, how they like it. You could flip that script, perhaps maybe a better start. Those are the teams that if you get the lead on them, they can't play their style. Is that fair? Do you maybe need a little bit? You guys are working your starts a little, trying to get the lead once. Yeah, 100. percent I mean, we talked. We talked a lot about, you know, kind of heading into game six, about you know, needing to score first. Um, they're a team that if you can get them down, um, they kind of got to open it up a little bit and, 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 you know, get out of their structure. Um, they score early, and, uh, I mean, you saw what happened. So, um, yeah, they're well coached. They're structured. Um, they do a lot of things well defensively. You were uh, a lot of jawing going on, but did their bench come at you a little bit when you went down there? Or, like, it looked like you were maybe getting, getting an earful from them? <laughs> Yeah, um, Daddy likes to talk a lot out there. <laughs> That's all. <laughs>
And Drew Doughty is constantly talking. <laughs> so, Connor McDavid obviously disappointed after this loss to the Kings. Didn't comment specifically on the hit by Edler. I believe we're going to hear from Hyman later, and you and I are on during the intermissions. I believe he did an intermission interview with TV where he was critical of what Edler and, did and he as, should as a guy who was yep, 100%. He should Edler be. before. So, uh, anyway, uh, Rob, I'll let you pick the fourth star tonight for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Well, uh, the new guy for the team, I thought, had a very good game, Clem Costin. I thought he, he led the team with hits with six. I thought he was physical. Uh, to me, the biggest hit of the game was the one he absolutely drilled Drew Doughty behind the net to the point that Drew Doughty actually had to take his helmet off, come up the ice and fix his head. So I think he had uh, a little shooken up in there. So I thought he and his line mates were very good. So I thought Costin, that's a very good uh, an impression here that he made on home ice to the hometown fans. Yeah, Doughty didn't know he was coming at all. Oh, like, God, no. shocked him. And his head hit the glass, too. <laughs> Hard. Yeah. That's uh, one of those ones that I don't know if do we still have the guy in the stands that watches and says, pulls people out of the games because, I mean, that they was... still do have the concussion spot. That was, yes. a, that was a bell ringer right there that was all headshot from the head hitting the glass and bouncing off. That, to me, was a big hit by, by Costin and a, a good game for the young guy. Arvidsson had three assists. He's picked as the third star, Hyman the second star, and uh, Trevor Moore, as you might expect, with the hat trick. The first star tonight, I just saw the Kings uh, have tweeted out, he's the first California-born player to score a hat trick for a California-based team in the history of the NHL. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. I can't believe somebody it's a actually. Specific, but I can't believe somebody. He's the first person wearing one green sock that scored a goal while his <laughs> blue sock was in the dryer. Uh, he did have a good game. He was he was very good. He's fast. He creates things. This is a different team than LA King teams in the past. Uh, they do have some players that if you if there's a breakdown, they can make you pay. The addition of Fiala. I think he's a very good hockey player. Obviously, having Doughty back from, from injury from last year. And Arvidsson, who uh, I, I had to look at his, his uh, stats. He's he's, always, he, he, I, he's I just, loved him when he played, but he's yeah. just a little guy. And he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Leon Dreisaitl all game long. They did not like each other out there. And it just it sets up for a great regular season every time these two teams meet. The, the, to me, the reason the LA Kings will always give the Edmonton Oilers problems uh, the way they play all those things is the fact that they got Kopitar and Dano. They've got two centers so that every time there's a face-off in their zone, they can always put one of those two guys out there and wait to see who the Oilers put on the ice. Uh, I, I think Kopitar is one of the best all-round players this, the NHL has ever had, and I think Dano is an excellent, excellent two-way two player as well. They've got, they're, strength, they're strong down the middle. All right, Oilers fall 3-1 to the Kings, 780-496-0063. Alan, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Yeah, I just uh, wonder, uh, you know, there's a lot of teams in the NHL that, uh, that take a chance and, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and make trades that uh, better their team. And, and to do that, you have to give up uh, maybe a, 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 what people would consider a, a star player or, or a, a money dump. But uh, I, I think... Um, it's getting really clear to me, uh, and I don't know how it is for you, but I, I see Darnell Nurse regressing for, for, for the way he plays. And it, 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 to me, it's kind of typical uh, on, the, on the third goal for, for, not the third goal, the second goal for Moore, Darnell Nurse was uh, in the blue paint. He goes down looking towards the net and not even looking at the player that has the puck. And uh, he should have been 
upright and out where Moore was. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's on a penalty kill, though. So on a penalty kill, he's he won't be outstanding out where Moore is. Well, he sure what shouldn't be in the goal crease. <laughs> well, no, but that's that's the way they're playing. That was their setup. He wouldn't be standing out where Moore was. The problem, the, where the mistake was, was the puck that got through. That puck can't get through from where it was. The Oilers had three guys there. Their sticks have got to be in that lane. Once it gets through, then the Oilers are in trouble. We see that all the time when McDavid goes back door to Leon Drysettle. The players are turned the wrong way, and Drysettle shooting into an empty net. So the the mistake was made with the puck coming across. Is for nurse i mean that's are you talk, talking about getting rid of that contract i think he's gone oh because i don't know I if don't that's know if he was talking about trading nurse or maybe getting help on the just help somewhere else in the lineup the, the problem and this is what we've talked about before the, there are deficiencies in the oilers there certainly is but the oilers are up against the cap and anything that they bring in they got to put out so if they bring in a three million dollar player they got to get rid of three million if they bring in five or whatever so that's it's not easy for the Edmontons or any teams right now that are up against the cap to, to make any changes with their team simply because they've got no extra money no spare money to do it I mean the Oilers started the season two men short uh, in the press right. box yeah. simply because they couldn't afford to have two extra guys up so that's just the way that the NHL is right now. That's the way that the Oilers are, and uh, the Oilers are somehow going to have to find a way through this with a couple of their better players out of the lineup. Yeah, well, it's going to be tough. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, I know I look at the standings a little more than you, yep. Rob. Uh, nine and eight is, well, it's a mediocre record. Yep. Um, th their division is still, I Weaker. mean, not that great. Uh, Anaheim and, and San Jose are obviously not that good. Uh Vancouver, are they going to put it together? We'll see. Uh, I think Calgary will come on. I guess Calgary and Edmonton are almost in the same boat, where you're thinking like, okay, well, they should come on, right? Um, Seattle, we'll see. I, I think LA is a very good team. I think Vegas is is a very good team. I mean, at some point, the the Oilers got to get something going here. Uh, and I know that there's still three over three quarters of the season mm -hmm. left. I, I get that, and there are some teams eventually that they're going to play that aren't maybe aren't that good. But I, I also see now. Let me let me finish my whole thought here mm -hmm. because I know winning a game in the NHL is difficult. Yep. And play, teams are excited when they win. But I I feel like I've really noticed tonight Buffalo and New Jersey, like when they won, I I thought it's like man like they're they're celebrating like they won a playoff game. Yes. And and, and I wonder if that's like. And we know the Oilers have had McDavid and Drysdale for a while, and you want to stop those guys. But last year, the Oilers went to the Western Conference Final, and they kept the Vander Kane, and they signed signed Jack Campbell. You know, and they've had Hyman for a full year. Like, I wonder if more than ever, teams are like, okay, this is, you know, we got this two-week stretch. That's the game we're circling. And I, and I was talking, I can't remember who it was last year, but it was a, a former player, and, and we started talking about, as the season goes on, you know, there are some teams that separate. So, like, last year, you knew Florida was going to make the playoffs yeah. by mid-February. Uh, maybe even earlier, yes. Colorado, teams, yes. teams like that. And, and and he said to me, you know, those teams, they're going to have their lulls. Like, they might lose some games in March, and you think, oh, they're not ready for the playoffs. But they are. But they know, okay, there's a three-game swing where we play Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Washington. The, the, like, we'll make sure we got it for those games. And I think teams are coming into Edmonton. Yep. And, and, and 
really committing to a game plan and saying, okay, that's that's the one we're going to circle. Like that's a, a really well, important one. And when you go and to go on that point, when the Oilers were bad, remember when they used to beat up on the Chicago Blackhawks and the Blackhawks were Stanley Cup winning teams then. Uh, teams that aren't there's no high expectations for when they play teams above them or teams that are the expectation is huge they're excited and when so all of a sudden new jersey comes in here or buffalo comes in here and okay we're not supposed to beat the U.S. they got mcdavid they got drysdale they got kane this is a team that went to the final four we're a team that's probably not going to make the playoffs now it's middle of the third period and we're in this game the excitement level goes up and when they win it you're right the celebration is huge as opposed to if the LA Kings win tonight. Well, we, we expect to beat the Edmonton Oilers. I think that's the mindset they have. So teams, the Oilers aren't getting anyone's B game. They're getting everyone's best game because they're testing themselves against the two best players in the world. They're testing themselves against a team that's top four that a lot of people have expected to be top four again this year. Uh, what we are seeing with the Oilers this year is the Oilers are good enough because of some of their star players to be in every single game. They've, this is another one-goal game. I think of the 17 games, I'm going to guess 13 or 14 have been one-goal games. Yeah, I mean, the Oilers lost bad to Carolina, lost bad to Dallas. And they, they think, were in control against Nashville. Yeah. Well, and actually Pittsburgh. So, okay, so, so, so 13, 13 out of 17, 17 games have been decided games. to come down to something in the third period. So they're good enough because of their stars, but they're also the deficiencies in their game have kept every other team in the games too. So the Oilers, there's not the separation that you would hope because of the star players. It's not like they're going to go on a 10-2 and two run, and in those 10 wins, they're going to dominate those teams, and they're going to have this run because they are that much better. The Oilers are in games, but now it's coming down to bounces. It's coming down to big saves at the right moment. It's coming down to uh, the referee making the call that you need instead of the call against you. It's just because the Oilers are in a group of teams that have some great players, but also have deficiencies that hold them back. All right, Oilers lose 3-1 tonight to the Los Angeles Kings. We'll get to a couple of phone calls. You'll hear from Hyman and Nurse as well. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Arvidsson makes a move. He's going to come into the Oiler and trying to get a shot. A backhand, the save made by Skinner. Puck in front of the net. Another save by Skinner. This time off of Deneau, and he holds on to it. Two big saves. Well, Skinner with another good performance. His saves of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. He stops 31 out of 32, but takes the loss. Peterson stops 22 out of 23 for Los Angeles. Kings also got an empty netter for Moore, who had all three of their goals, and they win 3-1 tonight. 780-496-0063. We have Uncle on the line. Hello, Uncle. Hey, guys. How are you tonight? Good. Why did you pick Uncle as your handle? Can I ask? Well, I'm 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 uh, I'm an uncle to many, so. Okay. <laughs> Fair um, enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different approach to um, the McDavid hit. I watched it in slow motion. I watched stills from uh, the viewpoint behind uh, Alex Edler. Okay. Going into the hit, he's got a wide stance. Um, he's going into the hit. I think McDavid 
is at fault in this where he's trying to avoid Edler. Uh, I think Edler just has a wide stance. And, you know, in trying to avoid the hit, um, McDavid, um, you know, he, he trips over Edler's uh, foot. Now, I, I don't think he stuck it out on purpose. He's got a wide stance because he doesn't know which way McDavid's going to go. He's going to, you know, he's going to dance around him. So he's covering his ground and McDavid, you know, cuts to the inside rather than the outside and uh, it basically you know goes over goes over Edler's leg um you know I, I and then think, after that I, I think sorry. though in that situation the 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 rule is still going to favor the the offensive player or the player who Gets was hit. fouled I, I mean I, we we saw a penalty a couple weeks ago maybe it was even on this last road trip where Warren Fogle fell down and on his way down to the ice his face Hit another, hit, hit another guy's yeah. stick. That was against other, Carolina. Yep. The other guy got hauled for eye sticking. Yeah. The ref is supposed to say if your stick goes in. So, so I, I think in that case, Uncle, they're going to call. I mean, if they wouldn't have called kneeing, they would have called tripping. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I hear you. But, you know, um, McDavid's known to, you know, embellish a little bit. And, you know, he, he looks for calls too. Okay, now, um, okay, on that, Uncle, I. I do yeah. agree that there are times that McDavis, McDavid will embellish. That one, though, was yeah. it was knee on knee. Now, whether it was intentional by Edler, I don't know. But it was knee on knee. There was no, I don't believe there was any embellishment on McDavid on that one. I think he was, uh, he took a knee on knee and, we're, and it's very fortunate he wasn't hurt. So I haven't seen the other view. And I don't know, if, and I, I said at the beginning, I don't believe there was intent from Edler. But in the view that we saw from upstairs in the one um, replay we saw, Edler's knee took it, went into the knee thigh of, of McDavid, and it was 100% the right call. And the refs don't have, don't have the benefit of, of the like, yeah. now, now, I will say this for Uncle's point. It, maybe if the NHL looks at those yep. and agrees with Uncle, they Absolutely. Say, they'll say no suspension, yep. no, no review, no fine, anything like that. Uh, to me, I just... I think the NHL should look at it, and they'll have more views than you and I do. And I believe most times, not all times, most times they get it right. Okay, Oilers lose 3-1. Back down to the dressing room. Here's Zach Hyman. Seems like a big talking point, and I know I, I spoke to you in the second. But now that the game's done, that, that, that seemed to really change the game for both teams in some ways. What did, what did you think of it? Yeah, uh, obviously I didn't like the hit. Um, yeah, good on Nursey for jumping in there and, and sticking up for for Connor. Um, one of those plays where you know he yeah, beat a D and he sticks a knee out and dangerous play. And you know I mentioned it earlier, it happened to me. Same same play, same guy. So obviously not happy with with it. Um, don't know if he's doing it intentionally or whatnot, but you just can't do that. So overall, the game, Zach. What do you think the difference was in in the game? Just a tight game. I mean, it was. Uh, you know, reminiscent of uh, playoffs last year, right? Where, you know, not much, not much, you know, there. Um, I think we only had one power play, so it was tight in that regard too. Um, but uh, you know, I thought Stu played great, gave us a chance. You know, we got to find another one there for him, and uh, got to find ways to win right now. I think you know, that's the that's the main thing. When you play that team that wants to be defensive, defensive, you got to get a lead on them make them open up a little bit uh, yeah I mean it's easier definitely it's easier for sure when uh, when you get the lead against a team like that who you know they got that that one three one where they, they they back it up in the neutral zone right so they make it difficult for for you to, to enter with uh, with the puck you got to put it behind them and you got to go to work and um, 
Yeah, I mean, I thought that uh, I thought that we we had you know shifts where we were playing extended periods of time in, in their zone, and I thought that was you know a, a thing for us that we need to build on. You know, spending more time in the other team's zone, wearing on their D, and playing off the cycle. A few games here where you've gone pretty long stretches without any sorts of shots on net early in games. Mm-hmm. A bit of a trend. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing early in games, or Zach? Are you backing into games a little too much here? Oh, I mean, I think it's definitely something that we, we've talked about is just uh, starting on time and uh, and making sure that, uh, you know, the shot clock can sometimes be deceiving, I think, but, um, you know, when you're down 10 nothing on the shot clock, whenever the case may be, it means that the other team's got the puck a lot, right? So uh, that's something that, you know, I think we, we need to get better at is, is starting faster, and, and that leads to Specs' comment is, you know, getting the first goal, right? So uh, I think it, it makes a huge difference uh, statistically, you know, the team that scores first. All right, that is Zach Hyman gets his eighth of the season tonight on... A backhand, Ryan Murray stole a King's clearing attempt, got it in front to Hyman, who flipped in the backhand. That made it 1-1, but the Oilers lose 3-1 tonight. Hyman uh, gets the goal. He finishes minus one, played 22-03, three shots on goal, and three hits this evening. 780-496-0063, we have Abbas standing by. Hey, Abbas, thanks for calling. Hey, guys. It was a very entertaining game when the Oilers got to one down by one goal I was like yes but then I was like I was surprised with the outcome but the thing is you know Stewart held his ground which is good but the thing is I know everybody's talking about the you know the McDavid hit thank goodness he never got hit but do you think some of these players are getting away with some of these calls because they're big shots no offense Oh, and which players do you think are getting away with calls? Oh, like, you know, like, you know, like the shot with Edler, you know, when he did to McDavid, because I'm glad that, you know, McDavid never got hurt, because that would have been a really bad injury. Well, yeah, if he, right. I mean, if he would have got hurt, they probably would have given him five in a game. I, I think... I mean, he got to. I've, I've actually, I've, while we, while Hyman was talking, I watched the the replay a number of times. There, to me, it was exactly what a kneeing penalty was. Uh, McDavid was coming. Uh, he turned his body to the side that McDavid was coming across on. He got him with the knee. It was two minutes. The NHL will look at it and they will decide if there was intent and they will decide if this is because he's a re- repeat offender if he deserves it. I think the the referees got it right on this play. And I agree with, with Reed. If, if McDavid would have been hurt or would have stayed down longer, it probably would have been a five-minute major. Yeah. Well, and, and in general, most Oilers fans are going to say more penalties should be called oh. on McDavid and Drysdale. Well, yeah. And they dump the puck in, interference, little slashes, little 100%. Hooks, and stuff like that. So. Those, are, those type of games benefit the Oilers. The Oilers, are, uh, the Oilers would love to have a game that's all power plays both ways. They'll win most of those well, games. Well, penalty they got, killing this year has been a little dicey. <laughs> it's, got, it's getting better. Yeah, it's getting it, better. It is getting a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, uh, full marks to the Kings tonight. They knew what they wanted to do. They did it, and they beat the Oilers 3-1. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com that allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party at jvedmonton.ca. Speaking of what you're talking about with, you know, Leon giving as good as he gets, with six and a half minutes left, 
the whistle went in the Oilers offensive zone and Edler was turning to skate to the bench and Dreisaitl absolutely slashed him across the back of the ankle. <laughs> like Edler kind of limped to the bench mm -hmm. and I don't know if the, the ref, ref seen, yeah, just absolutely. decided the ref, not to call it or thought was looking the other well, way. Well, the ref's probably saying, all right, you know what? You, you, you get a freebie because he just needs your star player. But that was like the f next period. Oh, God, yeah, the, the freebies, it, it's like a coupon you get, like a gift card. It lasts but forever. But you think then they wouldn't have called McDavid for the cross check if they wanted to give a freebie. But that one was, yeah, that was pretty, that was part of the play. Uh, behind the play, they'll, all right, you're going to let you get this one. And then the probably ref will probably go over and talk to him and say, okay, that's it. No more. I'm going to call the next one. And I see it all the you see it all the time. They'll allow it to go. Said, okay, this guy probably deserves that. But now that you got that out of your system, let's just go play hockey. All right. So tonight, the Oilers, you know, they give up 32 shots. Uh, and again, they fall behind on the shot clock early mm -hmm. and fall behind in the game. By a lot. We're not even yep. going to get into tonight because yep. that's just ongoing. But. I, th I thought, you know, better defending than, but than we've seen at other times this year. They didn't turn the puck over as much, certainly. Um, now the Kings also <laughs> were pressuring, yeah. so you could you could skate it to the red line, <laughs> fine. Then it got a little congested. But but again, just some big gaffes. You know, like Skinner had to rob Deneau. And his two defensemen, and maybe even one back checking forward, might have all been behind the net. And that was in a one-goal game. Yeah. And, well, and then there's another one that, uh, I can't even remember the player was that came, well, the, uh, one of them came around from behind the net, and no one got, and he actually, he actually could have kept on going in front of his, the net. He shot from just off the side. Skinner made a nice save on that. He actually had all the, nobody came to him. He came from behind, the, under the goal line, behind the net, walked out in front of, in front of Skinner, nobody there. Kopitar had two breakaways, and well, one was off the play you described. One was, then one in the third, the second period. I mean, I love Kopitar as a player, but his speed is no longer there. And he finds a way to get two breakaways. Skinner had to make big saves on. So again, the Oilers do have those big mistakes, and they've cost them. And Skinner bailed them out a lot. Skinner had an excellent game and bailed them out a lot. But if you continually put pressure on your goalie to make have to make big saves, uh, over and over again, eventually it's going to cost you. And it did tonight. And again, I mean, the goal that's uh, the first goal that Moore scored, I mean, it was a complete uh, mis miscommunication by the others in their own zone that the puck bounces out to Moore. He's by himself. He is able to walk in. That puck was rolling. My favorite kind of puck to shoot because you or the goalie, neither of you know where the puck's going. But those are the kind of mistakes that have been costing the yeah. others all season. Well, and, and it's stuff that. You would think, and I realize mistakes happen. Like I'm not, yep. I'm not saying the standard should be both perfection. Both teams make it. Yep. But you know, I think it was Kulak and Bouchard both behind the net. Mm -hmm. The Kopitar breakaway. So McDavid's double teamed and off balance, and Nurse is right behind him, and and he, and he loses the puck, and Kopitar's behind. And like that's that like that same play with Barry from a few weeks ago, where you said. Okay, like you got to be the last guy back if you're if you're a defenseman. You, you you can't let a guy just stand behind you. No, you're right. And the offside winger, if if all of a sudden the, the strong side, there's a play there. If it if there's a mistake, you've got to be the safety valve. The Oilers didn't have a safety valve on a couple different plays tonight, and all of a sudden, uh, grade A scoring chances out of nothing. Like that's the thing is the one play Doughty had the puck in his own zone. Two seconds later. Kopitar's got a great A scoring chance on that breakaway pass. On that one there, McDavid and Nurse have it at the blue line. Three seconds later, Kopitar's walking into the hash marks. Skinner makes a nice save there. Those are the things. The, the LA Kings didn't have to 
earn and work to get a grade-A scoring chances. Those were Oilers' miscommunication or misreads that allowed the L.A. Kings in a span of five seconds go from nothing to grade-A yeah. five-alarm type of thing. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's, you go from nothing to the other team having a... And maybe on that one... I think Nurse's defense partner changed. Like maybe he thought he was going to be the again, safety valve, but still you, you got to know you, if there's a guy behind you. And but you and you, you don't change. So the other guy, assuming you, it was Ceceves. Yeah, but, but if it was, but you just can't change. And left it, the rule is, puck doesn't get deep. You don't come off the ice. Right. And someone, I, I do believe someone changed. And again, it's risk reward. I mean, you just risk. Okay, he's probably going to get it in, but if he doesn't, it's a breakaway going back because you're the yeah. you're the last guy. Well, and the Oilers' goal was scored off a mistake. The puck got thrown up the middle. Oh, a terrible mistake. Yeah. But that was a good forecheck, but terrible mistake. He, and that's another one. Fight for it in the corner. Still, hold on to that guy that Lazat, who had it. Just hold it there. I mean, take absorb the hit if you have to, but just hold it there. Don't throw it in the middle of your own zone. Really nice play by Kulak. And we've seen, I, we've seen more backhand goals this year in the first 17 games than... Well, Hyman's got a good back. He's got a good, not as good as dry no, but, but they, he could score on the back. Yeah, and it's it's, it's a, an art that not a lot of players have that ability. And but a great play by Hyman, who continues continues to have an impressive start to the season. I, I thought he actually could have scored on that wraparound when he tried to pass it to Fogel. It, it, he no, probably I, thought Peterson wasn't as because Peterson got hung up. We probably didn't realize Peterson was as hung <laughs> up as he was. It, it's funny when you're behind the net and you're coming around like that and you see. The guy in front, you're like, oh my God, he's got a wide open. Now you're just gonna pass it to him. The thing is, you passing it out there, him having to get it on a stick without being deflected or anything is a harder play, and it usually takes longer. Whereas if Hyman just comes around, wraps it himself, that's a quicker play. But you just, you see, oh, there's wide open stick. He's gonna put it in the empty net, and you just kind of panic. Here you go. Where, yeah, you're right, Hyman. If Hyman does it himself, he probably scores Pro a goal. Probably there. stuffs it in. But again, I thought Hyman of all the Oilers stars on the team. I thought Hyman was the best of them all. Yeah, he had another good game for sure. Blues beat the Blackhawks 5-2. So St. Louis lost, uh, sorry, pardon me, St. Louis won three in a row, lost eight in a row. Now they've won four in a row. 5-2 over Chicago and it was the Senators knocking off the Sabres 4-1. On the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer, looking for parts, service rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Oilers fall 3-1 to the Kings. You'll hear from Darnell Nurse when we get back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Trevor Moore in the first period, Zach Hyman and Moore in the second period, Moore into an empty net. That's the goal scoring. Los Angeles beating the Oilers 3-1. Oilers now nine and eight on the season and just four and six at home. Here's defenseman Darnell Nurse. Darnell, you're, uh, you're, you're kind of sidelined on that hit by Edler. Um, you seem to have no sort of uh, thoughts of it being clean. So I shouldn't put words in your mouth, but did you think it was something that needed to be addressed as you did? Uh, I mean, if I need someone like that, I'd expect the other team to react the same way. So this was they, they won tonight and they got the upper hand. So. What did you make of the, the game? Um, they blocked a lot of shots. They played real tight defensively. What was kind of the biggest challenge in trying to get offense going? Yeah, I mean, we didn't uh, produce enough zone time, and obviously they're a, a, a very strong defensive team and sacrificed a lot to get into to lanes. And um, for us, we want to get that uh, 
offensive zone time uh, where we're wearing teams down and, and getting pucks to the net, and we didn't have uh, enough of that tonight, and, and they played well. You guys uh, looking for an earlier push, Darnell? What do you think is you know maybe preventing you guys from finding that we're off that early? I think it's just something we have to stick with. Obviously, um, you know, every guy comes in here ready to to play the game and, and prepares to get out there and, and have a good first twenty. And we haven't done that uh, on a consistent enough basis. So um, we just got to keep sticking with it and, and, and believing that uh, we can't do it because we can. Um, but yeah, our starts haven't been good enough. Hit like that sometimes can inject emotion into a game. How do you think you guys manage that? Because it, it seemed to continue like there was, you know, quite a bit through the rest of the game, uh, frustration or emotion or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean we played an emotional game, and that's uh, you know, you want to see that out of the team, and, and you know, you want to stand up for each other out there, and then that's a part of it. So, um, yeah, I think obviously they got the upper hand on the um, you know power play penalty kill uh, aspect of the game. And, don't want, don't want to give them that, but at the same time, uh, you don't want to take the emotion out of the group. Darnell, did you see the hit in real time, or did you kind of see your captain was down and wanted to kind of step in for him? I don't remember. You don't know. All right, that's Darnell Nurse after the Oilers' 3-1 loss to the LA Kings. Get more on 630Ched.com, globalnews.ca. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2. Well, later today, I will have my show Inside Sports from 6 to 8 p.m., from West Edmonton Mall, while the Oilers are signing autographs, we are giving away two tickets to an Oilers game. You'll have to come see me at my broadcast location, which is going to be near the bay. Scan a QR code, and you'll get a code word to enter the draw for the tickets. That's pretty fun. Thanks to Troy Bowler and Kellen Kennedy for their work behind the scenes. Oilers Hockey is presented by Friesen Brothers. We've been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford. Overtime open line.